0: This show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to the award-winning Interesting Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. And now your host, health and safety specialist, mentor and speaker, Colin Nottage. Hi there, it's Colin Nottage here and welcome to the Interesting Health and Safety podcast. Today I am joined by Kessie Stevens. Um, she comes all the way from uh, from Alberta in Canada. Kessie um, runs a, a consultancy out there called Artists. Um, and before that, she was on the Worker Compensation Board in uh, in Canada, which is basically, I think, is a government organisation that uh, I suppose it supports people when uh, when you know events happen in the in the workplace and. Um, and she was uh, basically seeing so much, so much stuff going on that she thought, right? I want to become proactive, and I actually want to uh, to, to help organisations, help businesses to actually get better at uh, health and safety. And um, it's an absolute pleasure to listen to uh, listen to her approach and how she takes things forward. So I'd like to pass you over to Kessie. Kessie, thank you so much for joining me today on the Interesting Health and Safety Podcast. Could you um, Could you give us a little bit of uh, a little bit of background about uh, about who you are, where you are, and what you do?
1: Yes, thank you for having me. So, who I am? Uh, I'm Kessie Stevens, and I have a company called Artists. And I started the company. Um, I had been working at uh, what's called the Workers Compensation Board in Edmonton, in Alberta, Canada. And um, in Canada, workers' compensation is unique in compared to the States, for example. And I don't know what you guys have over there, but, um, but what we have is one province has its own individual board, which is a government regulated insurance company. So I was managing uh, workplace injuries at the time working there. And I was on the phone a lot with safety people Mm -hmm. talking to safety people about bringing their injured workers back and and their claims and their WCB, or workers' compensation statistics. And I became really interested in talking to these safety people about what they did. So I started researching what is safety what do I need to get into safety for example or even if I just took some safety classes I would have a better understanding of where they're coming from when I talked to them on the phone because a lot of the times they were like you're missing the point what about this what about that so I started taking some safety at the University of Alberta and I just fell in love with it and kept pursuing it and um, when I left the workers compensation board I was doing consulting for employers for workplace injuries and it just kind of expanded from there and and came into doing uh, safety audits and safety consulting and and then the company grew from there and hiring people to do uh, safety consulting and workers comp consulting for employers so um, now we have uh, a nice little team. We're at nine people right now,
2: Brilliant. and
1: then we have some some partners that we work with on projects and and uh, a different kind of uh, contracted individuals. I have to be right back. I have a six year old here.
0: No worries. That's fine. That's fine. No worries.
1: I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> All right. So that being said,
0: you should have put her on. Uh, you should have put her
2: on then. But, uh, she
0: would, <laughs> I've got. I I'm, I'm in. I'm in business with um, with a guy called James McPherson. We've um, we run this thing called uh, Project Meletium. and we'll, we might get to talk about it later. We'll see how it goes. But he's got a. Um, she must be nine or ten month old daughter, and, yeah. and and he often he often just brings her on, and uh, and she becomes part of. Uh, she becomes part of the show because that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's what we. That's what, that's what we do. That's what... She
1: does come <laughs> into meetings a lot, but the thing, yeah, the thing was like when I was building the company, thinking about all of the jobs that I had that were very um, limiting and not flexible. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to build something that's good for parents and families. Yeah, so um, for example, this morning we're going to be going to bike camp in a couple hours. Okay. So she's here waiting and we have a kid room
2: mm-hmm.
1: where the kids can like watch TV or do crafts or whatever they want to do for the day. So. Um,
0: so that's in the offices. So- yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So somebody can, really? Can always have a kid
0: here. <laughs> my dogs <got> <laughs> in the background.
1: I also, yeah, I also bring my dog in, and um, I think one of our new employees has a dog that he might start to bring into. Mm-hmm. You know, just to have a a flexible work environment where yeah. people can uh, people here work to get their projects done and their work done, and they if they need to work at home, especially through COVID and everything, right? They can work at home, or if they need to be flexible with their hours. Mm-hmm we can do that as well. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to build something that would have been the company that I wanted to work at when I worked at companies.
0: That's really, that's really cool. I mean, I think it's, it's so important nowadays to, you know, to be able to have that flexibility and, you know, and I've, I'm hearing stories of, of companies that are introducing cameras into their, into their workstation so they can actually monitor that people who are actually working when they say they're working. And I just think, you're totally missing the point there. You're totally missing the point about what flexibility is about, and it's about it's about outcomes, it's about the results, but getting them in the way that works around people's lives. You know, if you can, if you can create something yeah. where people can work around it, then really, really big big, 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 you know, big hands up. That you know, that's absolutely a fantastic thing to do. So yeah, many, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> so how many Nobody how many children left. how many children do you have in the children's room then? How many you know?
1: Well, right now it's just my daughter, and then there's another fellow here. Um, he's working at home today, and he has three kids. So right. sometimes they're in. And then um, our uh, our accountant has um, a daughter whose school actually is right next door. Okay. Which was a big, also allure for her to work here
2: for yeah. us. Yes. Yeah, and too. yeah, she's
1: going through the process of becoming an accountant right now. So um, so it's great for her because she can do uh, her certifying stuff and then come in and work for us. Um, and bring her daughter in so it's yeah it's it's good that way mm. it's worked out pretty well
0: I love that I really love that so well well done well done <laughs> so so you um you know you were you were basically dealing with companies listening to listening to all their grief all the all the all the I suppose on the on the workers conversation board is you only really get involved when things have gone wrong by the sound of things and so you wanted to Yeah. So, so are you trying to get involved with businesses before things go wrong now, then? Is that the, is that what a business is trying to do?
1: Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. So a lot of the times companies will come to us when the roof is already on fire. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, Oh, my gosh, we have all of these claims, our insurance is too high, our rates are too high, we're getting kicked off of site. So we can't work through, you know, through our various software, like ISN or ComplyWorks or whatever they're using we can't um we need help so so we'll go in and we'll help them at that point which is fine and then we, we do take a deeper dive and look at their safety performance as well because you can control a claims cost but that's not going to stop your accidents from happening if if you're not if you don't have a good safety program
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um
1: but we do we do want to do um more upfront claims and monitoring uh, for our clients. So we're, we've launched something called a free claims and monitoring service. And what that means is that clients who sign up with us can, will will go in every few weeks, look at your WCB information online, tell you if we see any red flags so that we can deal with it before it becomes a huge disaster.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and employers, they don't always know what to look for, or they don't know if something is going to be, um, problematic for them in the future with their premiums or or any trends so Mm -hmm. so we do that for some clients right now and we do want to expand that service and and then some of our larger clients already have some pretty sophisticated disability management staff working for them Mm -hmm. which is great and then if they come across something that stumps them they'll give us a call or if it's uh, we do a lot of appeals which can potentially go to a tribunal level so we'll help them out with that or or just take over um, as Mm -hmm. they as they need us to so um and the other thing we do is when we meet someone to talk about their their compensation rates and everything is we give them a projection to let them know if it's even a good business decision to pursue uh, Mm -hmm. an appeal or a request because uh, if you're going to be spending two thousand dollars to to get an appeal through and and you're only going to be saving fifteen hundred it's not a good business decision. But mm-hmm. if it's if it's something that seems really small um, upfront, and then we do the math, sometimes it's like uh, half a million dollars that you're going to save by doing this, then that that gives them a clearer picture. So so it's good that we can do those projections and go in and, and help the clients make the right decision. And then also the other benefit is if we want them to improve their safety program, um, we can say these costs will more than cover what you need to improve with your safety, for what you're getting back as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So, when you're going in there, what's um, you know, when you're talking about helping businesses improve their their safety, then so what does that what does that look like then? How are you are you, is it is that about how you interact with the senior management team, or is it is it right the way down through the through the structure? What is it? What does it look like?
1: It depends on who approaches us, but we try to get in front of senior management, and. It's funny I'm sure you've seen this too with the work you do. Sometimes it takes a while to get their trust mm-hmm. and get their buy-in. So it's a, it's a bit of a different language and if we're like if we're talking to an HR manager who might be in charge of uh, those kinds of decisions compared to like um, like its a chief finance officer there's different language, we've learned that there's different language that we have to use to communicate to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and of course, with uh, senior management and C-suite, besides just the cell of safety as something important for your, for your workers, it's also a a money cell too, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And a compliance cell. So, so when we when we go in and do an analysis of a company, it could be through it could be through looking at their WCB or if, it, if they didn't approach us from a WCB problem perspective, um, it could be a gap analysis and looking at maybe past audits they've had or doing an audit on them or, or just sitting down with them and asking them what they have or they don't have and what they need to get to compliance. and And then it's also about pitching different options so that they have a choice. Mm -hmm. and like here's basically what you need so you don't get fined the next time an officer comes to here's an ideal program uh for you guys to follow and and then they can pick and and then work their way up from there if they don't Mm. because it takes so i don't know do you find it takes a while sometimes for some clients to get trust i think
0: you know i I think a lot of the time i don't think the clients actually really know what they want you know they 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 don't they don't know where they want to be you know they you know, you hear businesses talking about, you know, wanting a, you know, health and safety is our number one priority, but, you know, that, that often isn't the case. You know, you hear about, you know, that you hear about businesses, you know, that, would, um, you know, um, you, you know that, that, that want to be, you know, the best in class. Well, you know, that's a, that's a massive, massive undertaking. If, if that's where you really want to be, if you want to be the best of your type of business in the world, then then that's massive. And, and, and I often ask, well, why? What, what is your driver behind that? What well, why why do you want to be there? Because, because ultimately, if you don't really believe it, then you ain't gonna achieve it. You know, you can you can have all this talk and all this spout and, and say all these things, but if you don't honestly believe it, and it isn't one of the one of the visions or the values or the aims of the business or the people within the business, then it's gonna fall apart. So just be honest, just be honest about where you want to be. You know, and once you, once you get there, once you get that honesty, then, then I think that's where, you know, that's where people then start to start to actually, the trust comes in, I think, you know, but I don't know, how do you, how do you feel about that? Is that, is that, do you find similar things?
1: Yeah. And I also find like in this day and age where everything is so flashy and everybody has short attention spans. um, I'm just thinking about a couple of companies that we've worked with where, they want to be the best at everything and they can go out and buy awards for things mm. <laughs> to look good or say that they're on a committee or a task force for something. Um, and then I've come in and done an audit and I find, uh, so we do these, uh, I do what's called a, a core auditor certificate of recognition where you audit the safety system and, you know, you do your, you look at the paperwork and then you do your observations and your interviews. And I find, um, if I'm interviewing uh, and there's a huge discrepancy between management and senior management level responses compared to like supervisor and frontline workers so what they know about their safety system um, that's a red flag to me for mm-hmm. their culture um, and then those are the kind of companies where you see that a top management is over relying on their safety department to do everything for them
2: Yeah,
1: and then the safety department is getting burnt out Mm -hmm. and maybe the frontline supervisors are getting burnt out or they feel they're not getting that message from management that safety is a priority so they're going to be cutting corners Mm -hmm. or not taking time to integrate safety functions as the with the rest of their system and um so there's there's been that and and i think companies can project something to the world showing a certain message like this is what we are and like you said they might not even know what they want Mm -hmm. or why they want that I think asking why is actually a really good idea
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um but they just know they need to to look good and put this good outward face on Um, and then even like like here in Alberta um in the oil sands and oil country these large companies uh some of them just every few years will have a fatality and, but they're still promoting that they are very, very safe up front. But then like behind the scenes in the safety community and talking to people, you know, that everybody is quite burnt out and they're not getting, um, you know, they get resources, but they might not be allocated in the right way.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, They might be paying for wonderful advanced PPE and a good hazard identification program. But that might not be what they need. Maybe they need more education at the management level um, or uh, more programs that promote uh, leading indicators, things Mm -hmm. like that. So so, yeah, it's interesting. Um, That's that always also makes it a struggle to to sell to to management and and to let them understand that. But we've also learned that it's just patience and and sometimes they'll go away and they'll be like, we'll come back to you with that. And then they'll call later and and they'll be like, okay, we're ready. So if you're always just, you know, reaching out and keeping those relationships going and um, giving them examples of other successes, I think that that helps companies come around too. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody sets out to say, I want to be an unsafe company, but they don't consciously um, know how to integrate something like that. Uh, especially when there's so much high compliance and stuff it can feel maybe overwhelming to them
2: mm.
1: I think like um, in the, in our province besides gambling and, and gaming the workers compensation act regulation and code is the biggest piece of legislation that employers have to follow
0: okay much sure. much hmm okay so that's I mean <clears throat> does that lay out then in there you know how a business needs to to manage their health and safety process then Bit, yeah like, does a bit like our health and safety at work act i don't know if you know much about that but we've got we've got a piece of legislation called the health and safety at work act that basically you know gives an i suppose a guide the guiding principles of how um of how health and safety should be should be managed
1: it does and then we have um beneath that that uh, we have 11 different industry safety associations in okay. our province and they cover you know they cover construction oil and gas there's some catch-all industries uh forestry um just uh, hospitality different areas like that and then those safety associations take what's in the legislation and help those employers um with education and programs to get them compliant for their industry and they'll give them education in their industry um and then and then different different audits they they all have the same audit standard but there's different ways to reach it so um like construction you're going to be doing a daily hazard assessment and that might not be needed in an office environment so different mm-hmm. safety associations are kind of tailored to those to different industries in the province um, just to to filter down and and help employers understand their legislative responsibilities
0: mm. to get ready for this interview, I watched um I watched a program I think it's called Big Logs or something like that on uh, on Netflix, which is all about um basically getting trees off of mountainsides in Canada, and it is <laughs> it is really scary, it's really and, and they've got such a you know, so I, I think just a, a a terrible approach. The ones that were on the telly, to what to, did you see? Oh, just the way that they're the way that they're cutting corners with how they're how they're t- you know t- chaining up the. The uh, trees and just how they're standing on stuff as they're cutting it and you know, and th- this guy on the episode that I watched, the guy the guy who runs this company, I don't I can't remember what they're called now, some logging company. And he's just everything, everything is taking a chance. Everything that he's doing is just it's just terrible. Go and check it, check it out on Netflix. It's it's oh, scary. Well, What's it called? <laughs> I think it's called something like big, big logs or <laughs> okay, I don't know, okay. big big, big <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember.
1: there was like another um yeah. A show like that in Alberta, on one of our channels, and and I I don't think I've watched a whole episode, or maybe I've just seen commercials for it. And it's like big trucks pulling probably logs through, and oil and gas and stuff. And and they yeah they they make it look very dangerous, and, and it is yeah. with with the suspense for the show. But then I always wonder like maybe we should call those companies and see think, if they actually
0: need tip.
2: some
0: help. The these, these guys, are, it's called Big Timber. Big team, okay, school. yeah, and uh, yeah, I think you, you need to give these guys a call, but then again, the guy who runs it, I don't know if he'll be that interested, <laughs> not from what I Hey, you know, we'll get we'll get done for slander here now, but uh, you know, maybe health and safety is important to him, but uh, definitely, definitely, um, getting the job done seems to be their priority as it's shown on, on the telly, and obviously, you know, these things are, are made to be entertaining, aren't they? You know, that's uh, yeah. that's the that's the whole point of it, so. So do you work in lots of different industries then?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, we have a good mix, actually. We, right now we, have, um, we always have a good handful of trucking companies that we're helping out. And uh, heavy equipment right now, uh, education, child care. Um, that's been a big one in the last year and a half with COVID and, and mm-hmm. everything like that. Um, yeah, some post-secondary work we do. What else do we have for clients? Um, we have a big uh, insurance company right now who's <laughs> a client, and they mm-hmm. are very risk adverse. Okay. And um, yeah, and then just the we everybody. I think right now is getting more into to pipelines as we have this Trans Canada pipeline um, coming up, and and um, a lot of my friends who are also business owners are scrambling to find good safety people. To go work these shifts out of town um, on the pipeline through British Columbia as it's mm. as it's being developed and um, yeah yeah so we yeah I think we do have a pretty good mix overall.
0: Mm-hmm. I think working with insurance is uh, is quite interesting. Um, we've we've just started working very closely with an insurance broker in um in 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 the Midlands in the, the UK, um, and actually looking to then engage really closely with insurance companies to get things like risk funding. So to actually to get the insurance companies to invest in the businesses before beforehand to, to improve, improve their systems and improve their processes and improve the way they work. Because if they get that right, then it's going to reduce the, the, the likelihood and probably the, the, um the sort of severity of, the, of any claim that's coming in, you know, so it's very, very sort of risk, risk, risk profile uh, um uh, dependent, but, again, is that that something that you do, you know, working, working, you know, again, proactively with the insurers to, uh, you know, to try and to try and get things better in the businesses?
1: You know what, Um, we haven't done that directly with an insurance company for a client. Although when we do our analysis, like our WCB analysis of companies, and if, if they're doing poorly in safety in WCB, Um, we know and we're always right that they're doing poor in other aspects of their insurance Um, or they have, for example, like really high theft Mm -hmm. um, from their employees. So, so yeah, other areas um, where we see um, leakage, I guess it's called. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it uh, spills over into other points of insurance. One of our clients did have us meet with um, their, their insurance company uh, and and they were working on improving everything all the way around and they have quite significantly, but, but no, we haven't. Um, you're giving me a good idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, we, you know, we, sure. we, we, you know, we do, we're doing it. And it's going really well. Because, like you say, you know, my, my business started off purely as a health and safety consultancy. And then, and then one of my clients said, Oh, can you give us a hand with quality um, yeah. they were struggling. and then environmental just fit into it. And then it just became like a business improvement. And so, you know, you just tend to find exactly. that, 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 that if you do, you know good health and safety is is just good business and you know and and good business is good management and and good management is you know is being able to being able to work alongside the good systems and the good processes and so if you can get those if you can get those things in a line then you can you know you can be you can be be really successful and having the right I suppose the right leadership and the right you know the right um you know aspirations of where you want to be you tie all that together then it gives the it gives the people at the sharp end the ones that are facing the risk you know the people that have to uh, have to actually interact with the with the hazard a much better chance you know if you put all those if you put all those things into place so,
1: yeah i think it's like overall risk management
2: hmm.
1: and one of my pet peeves is this notion that safety is separate from that hmm. because then you get into that whole discussion of safety culture yeah and um
0: I really want to hear your view on safety culture here. Come on.
1: Okay. Come on, so, give, me,
0: give me that because I, I know I'm going to agree with you. What are you saying? <laughs>
1: so when safety professionals talk about safety culture, I guess that's okay. But when you when you're in a room of executives and they're talking about safety culture, and then the rest of their systems and the rest of their their business operations, I don't like that, because it separates safety from everything else, and it's treated like a, almost like you know like off the side of your desk, kind of a uh, a part of the company, mm. and yeah, I hate that, and I hate that. Um, it's like a strong word. I really dislike that. <laughs> I really dislike when they when they do that and they treat safety as an afterthought. And when you start using the word safety culture, yeah, it just separates it from your your total corporate culture. And and that's where you see people rushing to get jobs done because safety isn't built into the rest of their systems. I even have struggled um, with like past jobs and clients who um, try to they have like one system for the the way they're managing everything else, like one software system for everything else. And then a different safety software program mm. um, when that could have been integrated into the rest of their stuff. Right. Because then managers have to log out of one system and into another, and then it's just completely treated separately. Um, and, and safety culture should just be company culture. Mm. And because, and also because there's such this overflow between HR and safety now, for example, and your psychological safety, um, and and your well-being and your diversity and inclusion of your employees, all of that stuff is now at least where we're at legislatively falling onto safety. Um, so, so I think that we need to be working more to merge that stuff together. Um, and yeah, the whole like you had said, like the whole big picture. Um, with all of the systems working and, and good management systems, versus treating safety like it's a separate thing, because if it's also on the side of their desk, it can be easily dismissed that way. And um, and then you know, as safety professionals, safety is the most important thing to us. So we get really frustrated when when um, it's not listened to and it's not followed for those reasons. So the whole that whole system. I don't like it when companies, companies follow that.
0: But I think, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying there, but I think, you know, if, uh, if a health and safety professional also isn't, doesn't, can't understand that in actual fact, you know, it's, it fits in amongst all the other pressures that a senior manager or senior director is under, then, then that's, that's wrong, you know? And I, and I don't think any of the, you know, any of the, the, Training that um, the, the majority of the organisations that train in the UK really go into enough detail. They, they'll talk about it, but not really go into enough detail about you know about what it really means. I mean, there's a big debate going on amongst the amongst the more forward thinking professionals in the UK at the moment about whether we should even call it be called health and safety. You know whether you know why why even call the professional that call them something you know call them a risk, manage you know. A risk uh, influencer or, I don't know, an enabler, an enabler of support, something like that, because that's what we need to be. You know, we don't want to be enforcing it. We want to be we want to be working alongside alongside organizations to help them to help them manage this risk. You know, the health and safety element in amongst everything else that they need to do, because it is, you know, and this safety culture, you know, I really why would you? Why would you want to have a different way of doing things around health and safety than everything else? Why would you want that? I don't get it. You know, and, you know, and when people say we've got a safety culture, I say, well, why, why haven't you just got the culture of your business? And, you know, and and I often think that it's, it's just, it's just said to maybe try and look good. And I don't think people really understand what you know, what a safety culture would be, even if if they saw it, you know, I I definitely don't think the people at the sharp end of the business will, I think they just they just look at how we do things around here, you know, and that's you know this is this is the way that we work. So, yeah, I'm with you. That's on that.
1: interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, to take the safety away. So if that yeah if that's where you're trending, then in Canada because we we look like I was, I was saying earlier we look to Australia and the UK for what the trends are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that that might reach us someday if that happens. But you're right, like it should be. It should be integrated that way and maybe mm-hmm. even just changing the title mm. will change the shift of the, the industry and, and how we train people for safety. Like, I remember it was as a safety professional just starting out uh, at a company, it was like this huge light bulb moment for me when I finally clicked like, okay, safety is not the most important thing to, to these people. Mm. So I have to figure out how I'm going to change my approach to get my goals done and how I communicate with them. And, and they, they don't teach that. I didn't learn that in school here Um, Mm -hmm. in Canada. We don't have as high level of safety training Mm -hmm. as they do um, in other places. So we have um, a lot of certificate programs across the country. Um, Maybe too many. I think I watched um, at a conference a few years ago, someone did a presentation on this and there were like, around 40 safety certificate programs across the country.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then we have a, a program at Ryerson, which is four years. And I think that's, that might be the only one, but I, it might not be, I could be wrong. Um, and then there's an online program through, what is it? U- University of Fredericton, I believe it is. Um, but, but we, like, I do know that we're lacking in good, good safety programs. Uh, programs and training in canada compared to what i see um in like australia or uk for example or or even in the states like right now i'm taking my master's in safety online through the states at a school um and i picked that over the one in canada i think the one in canada is like an executive mba with a safety focus okay
2: um
1: which is which sounds interesting but um just the quality of of the school that i'm going to i'd heard really good things about and mm-hmm. um a lot of people in canada take it it's called columbia southern and it's yeah it's been a really good experience
0: that's, that's great it's great um gotta so, keep learning haven't you gotta keep learning
1: oh, it never stops
0: <laughs> doesn't does it you
1: know? yeah no it never stops there's um there's a couple other exams i have to take this year for other qualifications i want and and then there's going to be something else and something else i have like a list this long
0: <laughs> <laughs> you um <laughs> we um in the me and this guy James McPherson, I'm not here pitching. I'm just I'm just telling you what we're doing. Okay, we have set up a thing called Project Meletium, and it's like a community of health and safety professionals. And the and when we meet up um, uh, on on Wednesday evening, all online Wednesday evenings, and and Friday lunchtimes, and then we have these a book club, and then a, a quarterly mastermind. And this this um, this Saturday was our last just gone was our quarterly mastermind, and it was the most. It was it was just the most amazing. Three and a half hours that I can remember because we had a, a, a fantastic woman called um, Teresa Swinton who runs a, a company called Paradigm which is all about human and organizational performance. She came and did a bit, and then um and then one of the community um members just um spoke to us about about imposter syndrome and you know and how he, how he f- he felt that you know that he you know he's looked at um by his business as the as the the person that should know everything from a health and safety perspective because he's in that role and you know and he feels he feels that sometimes he's you know he's, he's he's I wouldn't say he's cheating them but he was he was saying that he feels he feels you know because he doesn't know everything you know that he you know is he is he really as good a professional as he should be and and it was it was such an amazing conversation there was these sort of, you know, 15, 20 people in a room just talking about their experiences and how they had, you know, at, at all uh, are still on a daily basis, sometimes doubting, doubting themselves. And, you know, and it's how, you know, how, you know, being able to work through that and where to turn to support and where, you know, if you're not sure what uh, you know, what you need to do, ha- but having a, a network of people that you can call on to, you know, to, to ensure that you ultimately give the right advice and support. And it was, it was it was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal so that's the sort of thing you should think about setting something like that up in Canada because it's honestly it's amazing absolutely a
1: mastermind would be a really cool
0: yeah.
1: cool I mean I'm going to pitch that I'm in an association called women of occupational there's so many acronyms women of occupational health and safety society yes <laughs> and they do a lot of events mm-hmm. so I'm going to pitch that one to them because they they already put on pretty pretty stellar events um Mm-hmm. but that would be a good idea. They sometimes do um, nights where you can go in and someone will look at your resume and update it. And then they'll take a headshot for you yeah, yeah, yeah. and give you some job search tips, nah. uh, stuff like that. But it's, yeah, it's important to have other, because we're such a lone profession, right? Like if you're an employee, you're probably the only employee for most companies doing safety.
2: Mm.
1: That's right. um, unless you're lucky to be in a large company, a large group but those even those can get stagnant sometimes mm-hmm. so yeah that's a great idea
0: yeah no we, we're having some absolutely amazing success you have to come along we'll send you a link come along to one of the events Come along okay to so our... it's
1: not it's not an in-person event
0: it's it's you know it's, it's it's all done like this it's all done on zoom at the moment
2: okay
0: yeah 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 come come along and uh, see what it's all about it's uh you could become you could become one of our first international members so okay, cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll be there yeah no no, no I'll, uh, we'll sort we'll sort that out it's really you know it is it is an amazing it's an amazing thing that we're establishing and uh you know and and the 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 power of having this diverse community um that um you know that are just you know just there to support each other is 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 phenomenal it's absolutely phenomenal and it's just gonna you know it's just gonna get bigger and bigger and stronger you know and uh you know and become hopefully become the place that people want to come to to really help forward their, forward their careers. You know, and we've got, you know, there's people there that are new to the profession and there's people in the group that are towards the end of their careers who want to give a little bit back. It's really powerful. Really powerful. Do you
1: guys do mentorship too then?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We do mentoring and uh, I'm, I'm just finishing a coaching qualification. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a senior, a, se- a senior executive coaching qualification. And so uh, I've got my, I've got my book that I'm reading you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: coaching for performance
0: Yeah, and it's I've got loads of I've got loads
2: That's of
0: cool. loads of books up here that I'm slowly getting through all about coaching and stuff like that and it's uh, a it's just wonderful it's absolutely wonderful and um you know it's just so it's just so important to to be able to support people who have got a really a really tough job and and you know and I think the thing is 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 you know if it's done properly if a health and safety professional if you do it properly you're involved in every single part of the business. Yes. Every single part. So
1: that's what I love about it too, because oh, when yeah. I, I majored in psychology right. and I wanted to become an industrial psychologist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and yeah, then when I got into safety, I was like, oh, this covers everything. I have mm. to do a hazard assessment for every part of this company. Mm. Let's find out.
0: Yeah. It's wonderful, isn't it? You know, yeah. but you know, but what um, you know, I suppose what you when when people talk about Becoming a health and safety professional. I mean, the reason my podcast is called the Interest in Health and Safety Podcast is because so many people see it health and safety is really boring and really dull, you know, yeah. and something, you know, something, you know, but, but if you actually if you actually look at it, it's it's fantastic because you can get to influence the whole of the business, you know, you know, and, and 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 the problem comes, like you were saying earlier on, is when when you do it, when you do it wrong, then you can get burnt out. You know, if you try to take on everything and try to do it all yourself. Then you're never going to be successful. But if you can actually, if you can actually grow your sphere of influence and actually, and actually, get, you know, get more people in the business, actually thinking the way that you're thinking, you know, you know, or you're thinking the way that the business is thinking as well, then wow, what a what a beautiful place to work. What a great place, you know. What a great job. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then you talk about influencing. Wouldn't it be great? It, because I've never heard of this. Maybe you have. If a CEO rose to the ranks of a CEO in a company through the safety track,
2: yeah, yeah that would,
1: that company would probably be well, well managed and financially strong, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and and hopefully safe. But that w- I think that would be interesting, and
2: yeah,
0: and
1: hopefully that that starts to happen more.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's I mean, it's a really good point, a really good point. You know, so you know, because it's not the. You know, it's not. You know, it used to be. It's, it's getting a lot better now, but it used to be the the role to retire into. You know, oh, you know, yes. we'll give we'll give we'll give John the job. You know, he's he's you know he's only got a couple of years to go. Let's put him in safety. You know, and that's that's what you know. And they used to, to sort of go and 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 die in the role, and then they got somebody else in and put them in. You know, and um, but now you know, I I would get to speak to a lot of people that have made um that have made sort of health and safety their career. You know, they've actually started they started in health and safety right at the, right at the start of their careers. You know, I, yes. I did, I was in operational management. That's how, I, that's how I, you know, I worked for a quarrying company and, um, and I worked for them for, for 20 odd years, started off in operations and then went over to the health and safety role, but still quite young. I was still in my, in my sort of thirties when I, when I went into it and, um, you know, and then uh, now I've been doing this. And I'm I'm not in my thirties anymore. <laughs> what
1: got you, what got you into it?
0: So I, um, I'll t- I tell you a great question. now I, I had a an appraisal with my, with my boss and, um, and he said, Colin, you're, you're ready to run a bigger quarry if you want to, because there's different sizes of, of quarries. So you're ready to run a bigger. And I said, do you know, I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. I said, um, we we had a guy, a, a health and safety consultant, that was coming into the business who who was a nice bloke, but he wasn't really making much of a difference. I said I'd like to I'd like to do to do that. I, I'd like to be able to go into the businesses, into the different sites, and actually work with people to to improve improve the way because we'd won an award for um for our health and safety performance on in uh in in the industry, and and so I sort of had a real interest in it, and 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 I'd become really successful by. By involving the people in the business and getting them to, to sort of come up with the solutions. And you know, we had, you know, these little issues and these little problems on site. And rather than me saying, well, let's do this, this, and this, I was, I was asking really open questions, right? Well, how do we do this? Then what are we going to do? And and they were coming up with the answers and, 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 and we as a as a site were really successful. And so I said to my boss, I, I wanna, I wanna do that. And he, he went away and thought about it. And then he said, Yeah, okay. And I said, Right, yeah, you I know I wanna be trained up. I don't wanna, I'm not gonna just do it. I wanna be trained up. So I uh, I got trained up and uh, and then and then I did it for I did that role in various parts of the of the country and uh, ended up ended up running the the health and safety department for for the for the UK and um and it was great absolutely brilliant loved it you know and then I and then I left and set me own business up and I love that <laughs> I love that
1: <laughs> yeah it's probably because we get a look at every aspect of a business that we're like okay this is an easy shift to entrepreneurship mm, that's
2: right, too that's right. but
1: good for you for for telling them what you wanted and asking for it too especially at such a young age
0: yeah you, you, and you've got to you know you you, you know I, I look back I look back at my career and you know there's lots of sacrifices I made and um, and the number of uh, the number of the number of children I've got by different mothers <laughs> we'll tell you, we'll tell you that. <laughs> but the thing is, is you moved around so much and I dedicated so much of my so my life to work, that you know that you know they they definitely got their they definitely got their their ten pence worth out of us. But um, but it was uh you know but you know you 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 owe it to yourself, didn't you, to you know to try and do the things that are right that are right for you, and you know for the people around you, and you know and and so you know it just it just sort of came naturally to to want to want to do what I wanted to do, and you know and and now it's you know now. You know, I mean, my my family are so important, so important. You know, in, unbelievably important. And if anybody's listening to this, you know, then it's a, uh, you know, don't don't sacrifice everything for work. You know, get that balance so right. And that's why it was so lovely to hear what you were saying at the beginning about you building a company that that you wanted to work in because you were putting the right values into, you know, and and the right and the right resources as well. You know, into making it. Making it a place and not a nice place to work. I mean, you know, really, I love that. Absolutely love that. So, well done. <laughs> Thank you.
1: It's been, yeah, it's been going pretty well. And um, we have a couple of people, it was a couple of young people who work here who decided like right off that safety was going to be their career.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, one went to the university for uh, a diploma, and the other one was a diploma at the IT, uh, Nate is what it's called, um, the, the technical college. And yeah, so I hope they do stay with us because they're <laughs> such a strong work ethic, but it's, it's just very different to see them come into safety versus like when I worked at the workers' compensation board, I don't know how many people after they got hurt, I retrained because the company was like, he's going into safety now that he's been hurt.
0: Yeah, no. Okay. Um, so
1: it just makes a completely different kind of professional. Mm-hmm.
0: that way too yeah that's right now that, that happened and, and again you know I, I sort of get that as well you know um 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 I, i've interviewed i've interviewed a couple of people on the show here that have had that have had really nasty accidents and then have, have become really really inspirational speakers you know on the on the back of the incidents that they've had and you know and I, I would never knock i would never knock what they were yeah. doing at all because it's it's absolutely you know the, the sacrifices that they've made are, 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 are enormous compared to to the ones that I've that I've made. But um, you know, but you know, being able to go into the profession as well, you know, without without the fact that you've had an accident or an incident. Or
1: being told or or typecast that way, like you're hurt. This yeah. is what you're gonna do now.
0: Yeah, that's right. There's,
1: we need this gap filled. So you're going in here, John. Mm
0: -hmm. Thanks
1: for, thanks for shattering your hips and not being able to walk the same. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, that doesn't help the company doesn't help the individual Uh, either. And you don't mm -hmm. see as much success with Mm -hmm. those ones, Mm -hmm. but, but you're right. Like some people get hurt and, and, or they have someone in their family hurt and then they get very passionate about safety. And those are, those are the best professionals out there because they have that passion and Mm -hmm. you can't turn that off.
0: And that's what it's about. And it? it's about, you know, that the passion is so evident and comes through, you know, that people want to do it the right way. So what's the, what's the future? Well, you know, it's a massive question, this, yes, but we'd really love to hear your, view, your views on it. You know, what is the future then of, uh, of, of the, of the profession? You know, where does it, where does it, in your opinion, does it need to go?
1: Um, it's so diverse that more education specializing in, in different diverse aspects of safety trends for sure um although like in Canada there's lots of good generalist safety training and and hygienist as well um but I think um more diversity or or specialization I guess um would be important for for safety people and for companies to recognize that Mm um and where else do I see with where the safety is going I see we see often a huge overlap now between HR and safety. So so we do some HR consulting, uh, compliance consulting. So maybe similar to what you had said before, where it's just kind of integrated into everything and into every aspect of the company's operations. And um, you would love to be able to say that you could work yourself out of a job either on the worker's comp end or mm-hmm. the safety end. And, and that will never happen. Um, but to be to be more of a specialist to give to give advice and consulting and advisement to managers and supervisors and, and workers even who are implementing the programs mm-hmm. um that would that would be ideal
0: mm-hmm. yeah no i think that's that'd be that's that would definitely be good you know and uh, you know i think there's you know there is so many there's so many different aspects to to, to what a good health and safety professional is and you know and you know, there's so many more, I hate the word soft skills, but the sort of life skills that you need to have, you know, with the, with the being able to communicate and being able to, you know, to, to, to understand, you know, the, the, I suppose, the the mental well-being of people, you know, and, you know, and, and being able to understand and to challenge, not challenge, but, you know, to find out, you know, what it is that, that people were doing and their thought process just before things did go wrong, because that's where the real learning is, you know, and it's, yeah. uh, you know, and it's, it's, you know, and it's, and again, there was a there was an article recently, an IOSH article that came out that was based about accident investigation. That was it was almost like a policeman, you know. Basically, what they were saying is a policeman that uh, you know you're almost interrogating the people, and we're thinking, oh my god, you know, yeah. that is awful, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, to-
1: here in here in our province, safety a lot of safety professionals used to be called safety officers. Yeah, and they would say we're hiring for a safety officer, and those companies. Um, those workers at those companies have that mindset, like you're policing me and, and it's still <laughs> kind of a residual thing, although it's changed a lot here, but sometimes you hear about that, like that guy's just acting like a cop, Yep. you know um, yeah. Versus sitting down with them and getting their input and an understanding and coming up with real solutions.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Cause they, you know, the worker knows the answer in a lot of cases yeah. because they've, um, you know, they're, they're dealing with it day in, day out. And most of the time, they get it right, you know. And uh, and occasionally it goes wrong, and then all of a sudden, everybody's pointing the finger at them and saying, you know, why didn't you, um, you know, why didn't you do, that? why didn't you do it the way that the procedure said? Well, you know, maybe the procedure wasn't right. <laughs> you know, maybe it was it was a load of rubbish. Yeah, thanks. Usually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm um, I'm aware that um that you're you've got to go out on your bike soon. So um so what um what how can people get hold of you?
1: um i guess through our website right
0: okay what is that
1: the best way um well it's artistsolutions.ca so a-r-t-i-s solutions.ca is our website um so that's the best way to get through to us um i do like a once a month webinar called wcb wednesdays on the third wednesday of the month where i answer employers questions as we eat over Right. on workers compensation issues okay um so it's it's pretty informal and then um uh, we give all of our everybody like a, a free half hour consultation as well that they can mm-hmm. they can contact us for
0: so, so is that on all that information is on the website is it when the yes. webinars are yep. yeah
1: yeah it is you can sign up on our on the training section of our website we're like in the process of improving and rebuilding it
0: right yeah and
1: you know that you ever like clean a room in your house and it gets messier before it gets better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's like that, but but it looks it looks pretty good right now. Good, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Always working on it.
0: Nah, no, fantastic. Hey, look, it's been absolutely it's been absolutely lovely chatting with you. You know, thank yes, you. Yes, it's uh, been
1: yeah, lovely chatting with you too.
0: You know, thank you ever so much for your for your time. And um, uh, what about are you on LinkedIn? That's that's another way that people like to go. Yes. On yeah. And what, what's the, yeah, what as
1: Kessie Stevens
0: kessie stevens yep okay so if anybody needs to uh, needs to reach out um then uh, then please uh, please check out kessie there thank you ever so much for your time it's been wonderful thank you too i um, wanted,
1: I can't wait to join your mastermind group
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well what i'll do is um is i'll uh, i'll send you over a link and uh and yeah come and come and give it a go come and see what it's all about so that'd be really cool that'd be really cool great Brilliant.
1: thank you i appreciate it so much